Okay. So can you take me back to kind of how you fell in love with football? Like, how did you know that football was going to be what you sort of poured yourself into? Yeah, I think I didn't realize football was my true passion until about the age of eight. So I actually got in got into football at, at, at around seven or eight years old when my father was first diagnosed with cancer. And um, I knew for him, he was really a really big football fan. Um, I was getting into sports and I didn't know which route I wanted to take. So, um, you know, I was like, I need to get out of the house. My mom was like, you need to get out of the house. You need to find some passion. Um, so I chose football and um, I chose football because it was his favorite. It was also a family favorite. And I will tell you at the age of eight, I was a, a, a little bit larger than the usual eight-year-old. And um, the story is pretty crazy because I, I came in, they were like, yeah, we, we, we have a weight limit. And I think the weight limit was like 140, was 120 or 140 was the max you can be. And I was 20 pounds over that weight limit. So they were like, there's two options you can do. We can move you into the upper class where you're going to be playing with a bunch of older kids that are more developed, or you can stay in this class, but you're going to have to lose 20 pounds. So, um, you know, after growing up, a coach telling your parent that is like, as a parent, you, you don't know what to think. Like, dang, that's a lot of weight to lose. So um, my mom basically had a talk with me and was like, you know, you want to play football and I know what you're, you know, what dad's going through, but you're going to have to lose 20 pounds because I'm not okay with having you play your first contact sport with all these people that are older than you. So at practice, I had to spend the whole entire month basically running just sprints with trash bags on to make weight. And, um, at eight years old, eight years old. Yeah. And then, um, (laughs) weigh in comes um I'm like basically I couldn't drink water the day before I couldn't eat like this is me at eight years old and um I made the weight and my mom was like holy crap I didn't think you would do it (laughs) so um after that that was the moment where I was like I think I have a passion here because I put all this time and dedication to doing this and it kind of I showed myself a little bit of you know what I'm capable of and how much I actually enjoy the sport and um you know I played eighth grade I was just, you know, uh, if anybody knows football, um, I was an offensive lineman. I got moved to tight end, then nine years old, 10 years old, still the same thing. And then once I hit about the eighth grade, um, I've kind of at that point, I've kind of developed my body a little bit, slimmed down. And, um, you know, I've been training with my dad after he's kind of recovered from chemotherapy and cancer. And uh, he was like, you should play quarterback. And you know, I started training quarterback. I didn't even know I had an arm. So uh, we're doing all these drills and I'm thinking this guy is crazy. I'm like, my dad is trying to train me to be a quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't even like playing quarterback. I want to be a wide receiver. That was my, my um, childhood dream was to play receiver. Um, I was a big fan of Randy Moss, who's like, you know, hall of fame wide receiver now. So I was like, yeah, I want to be like Randy Moss. I don't want to play quarterback. And, um, you know, I came out to the first, basically try out for your position um, for Pop Warner at the eighth grade. And they were like, yeah, this, this guy can play quarterback. So that's where my quarterback journey started. Um, then went to high school, went to Fremont, uh, Fremont High School located in Sunnyvale, California. Uh, freshman year, start uh, started trying out for the JV team, made it. I'm playing quarterback. 
And um, there was actually a quarterback there on the JV. He was a freshman. He was going to be a sophomore. And um, I'm like, okay, this guy is going to probably be the quarterback. Um, I went to battle him out for the quarterback position and I beat him out as a freshman. And then the varsity coach came to my dad and was like, Hey, we want your, your son to play quarterback freshman varsity. Wow. And at that moment I was like, okay, I think this is, this is it. And, um, you know, this is where I'm going to pour everything into it. And, um, my dad being a dad saying, no, you're not playing freshman varsity. Uh, these kids are 17, 18 years old. You're only 14 and there's no way you're going to do that. So, I had to take his advice and um, I played JV one year. Um, I killed it. I mean, our team, we, they, they went 0 and 10, like the JV team went 0 and 10 for like four years consecutively. Um, that year we went, I think five and five, which is still like, it's pretty decent. Um, and then the next year as a sophomore, um, I, that season from freshman to sophomore in between that off season, I just trained my butt off because I knew what, what I was getting into. I was going to play sophomore varsity, have to develop my body and make sure I'm able to take those hits. Um, sophomore year comes and I think sophomore year was kind of the year that everything exploded. Um, you know, I, I basically sophomore year broke all the school records. Um, I was nationally ranked. Um, our team for the first year in history went undefeated. Um, so it was like a huge Cinderella story. We went to the playoffs. And then, um, you know, junior year comes along. Um, Archbishop Mitty, one of the top schools in, in yeah, California, basically just reached out and saying, hey, like, we want you to come here, go to school here, play football. Um, and so I did. And at that time, Keith Burns, if, if you guys were to look him up, he was like the USC head coach. He was the Raiders coach. And he got the head coach position at Archbishop Mitty. And he wanted me to go there. So um, I ended up going to Archbishop Mitty. Um, played junior and senior year there, um, you know, still performed very well, went to the playoff um, for two years. I had a scholarship from um, Cornell Ivy League. And, you know, me being me, I don't have the best grades in the world. And they wanted, you know, extreme SAT scores to get in. And um, unfortunately, I was I was shy of that. So went to um, community college in Los Angeles, uh, picked up third. 12 division two offers and then two FCS offers, uh, division, division one, double a. Um, and at that point I was like, I, I, there's a lot of options I need to weigh out. Yeah. Division one, one sounds good, but at the end of the day, it's where you're going to play and where you can kind of flourish. And, uh, I looked at the offensive styles, the coaching styles at those division one, double a schools, and it, it just wasn't a fit for me. And uh, that's where I landed in New Hampshire, which is a Division II school. Um, we played Northeast 10 Conference, and uh, we were an air raid offense. Um, I think my highest uh, passing attempt was 78 passing attempts um, in one game. And uh, unfortunately, the season was cut short. Uh, I think I played three games because I had a shoulder injury that I was dealing with and I had to get surgery on it. So it was cut short. Then that year finishes off, COVID happens. We get basically seasons canceled for two years. And during that time of COVID, I kind of started, uh, you know, my own online company and it kind of took off from there. And, you know, towards the end of, I think it was last year, actually. Yeah, last year, August, right before season, I uh, left college to go all in on, on my company. So 
yeah, that's kind of my story. I know I went on a little tangent there, but it was, it was a long journey for sure. No, I appreciate you going yeah. like chronologically like that. Um, so you think had COVID not happened, you would have weighed it. You would have finished out in a quote unquote normal way yes. as a student athlete and then started your online business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely would have said if COVID did not happen, um, we were about to go into season and uh, we were finishing up spring training. Then all of a sudden COVID happened. And I mean, you know, it. like we were locked down for longer than we thought. And um, I think if COVID didn't happen, you know, I, I definitely saw us having a really stellar season that year. Um, you know, we had a lot of veterans. We did a lot of training. I'm back from surgery. Um, you know, our coaches, it was their second year. So there was a lot of things going for us, but unfortunately it, it was cut short. So do you think for you, like it was a logic versus emotion situation of like, yeah, you still had good feelings about football. Like you said, these positive elements are in play when it comes to your senior season, but logically I just started this thing. Momentum's going, yeah. you know, maybe it just makes sense mm-hmm. to end it here like what would your feelings about football when you retired were still positive you didn't burn out no I didn't I did not burn out um it was actually probably one of the hardest decisions I had to make like I just had my whole life like flashback be like oh I'm giving all of this up um and I wouldn't even say I, I gave it up I think it was just time um to where it wasn't the same. I didn't have that same fire I had, you know, in high school. Once you get into the college level, everything's a business. Um, you know, you're waking up 4 a.m. in the morning. You got to do all this training. You got to go to class. You got to make sure you're making grades. You got to make sure you're doing all this stuff. And you don't even have time to breathe. And you're doing that all year long. And, um, you know, at the same time, I have this really awesome online company. I, I, at this point now, I have three of them. But I had I started my first one. And um, I was like, yeah, I've also worked really hard on this too. And I can't, I don't want to give up both. And, but I know it's going to be selfish to do both and put half here and half there. And um, I don't want to, you know, I care about my coaches. I care about my teammates and I don't want them to have me at 50% in. I need to choose hundred percent of something. So I took a look and I was like, you know, I'm not, um, you know, NFL was the ultimate goal, but let's just say, um, you know, I think the NFL, it's like 0.01% makes it to the NFL. Um, it's even lower for division two. And there, there was actually somebody, his name is Devonte Harris. He's in the same conference as us. He made it to the NFL. So I was like, you know, we have scouts coming out. We had the Patriots come out. So I was like, you know, there's, I definitely believe myself that I can make this, but let's say I do. And the average lifespan, uh, not lifespan, the average span of a player staying in the NFL is about three years, three to four years. Um, NFL stands for not for long. So I had to think about it. It was like, I'm choosing, me choosing business was my long-term plan. And, um, you know, having that passion of football. And basically I got the two years of COVID back, like COVID shut down two seasons. I get that two years. So I'm like, I'm going to graduate and finish football at the age of 24 or 25. Um, That's kind of late. So at that time, I was like, I need to make this decision. I'm going to go all in business. Um, I've now left New Hampshire. I live, I'm located in Denver, Colorado. Um, Absolutely love it. And I'm not the type of person to regret any decision. I think every decision was 
made on purpose and um you know every decision was brought to me on purpose so I think overall um either way whether it was football or business I think my life would have worked out just fine um but do I miss football yes I do miss the games and the thrill but at the end of the day I'm, I'm focusing on my my future self what went into the decision-making process? Who were you kind of bouncing these thoughts off of um, when, and then also when was the final decision made? Yeah, we'll start there. And then I have one more question before we talk about what you're doing now. Yeah, I think um, I talked to my girlfriend about it, but mainly the decision was made on my own. It was like, I mean, if you ask her, like I, I went through like a month or two just straight waking up, not even knowing what was going on because it was just on my mind the whole time. And I was like, yeah, I could talk to somebody about it. I could talk to my parents about it. But at the end of the day, like, no one's going to understand but me. Um, because it, at the end, it's my decision. It's what I want to do. And I can't express that to, you know, family members. And everybody's going to be biased and be like, hey, you should stay in school. You should get your degree. You should do all these things. So I had to think about it myself. But I think the decision maker, uh, the, the, the game changer for that decision was, do I want to set myself up for the short, my short term goals or my long term goals? And um, that's where I picked the long term goal. And one day when I when it finally clicked and I'm like, I'm doing this, call my mom, call my dad, tell them I'm, I'm dropping out, call my coaches, tell them I'm dropping out, told my girlfriend, hey, I'm dropping out. I also told my girlfriend we were in New Hampshire. I'm like, we're also going to move next week. And <laughs> so when I when I made that decision, it was fast movement. Um, was it one moment that where it clicked finally after those couple months of struggling? Yeah, it was that it was that one moment specifically. I was in uh, California for the summer and, um, you know, we were doing a lot of virtual Zooms with the team. I was doing a bunch of classes and then um, I got back to New Hampshire and I think it, it just I was like, I have to make a decision like this doesn't feel right to keep doing this. And we had practice three days because I got back from New Hampshire we had practice in three days and I was like it doesn't feel right going back to practice knowing that I'm not all in because these guys deserve a quarterback a leader on the team because I'm in the leadership role and I'm like these guys deserve somebody that will be all in and um you know that was kind of my ultimate decision and um you know after that once it clicked I literally just called everybody and kind of expressed them how I felt um, you know, whether they supported me or not, it was my decision and everybody had their own, you know, everybody had their own mm. uh, voice on what they, you know, wanted to tell me, but at the end of the day, I stuck by it and, um, you know, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That was going to be my next question was, which was kind of delivering the news. So yeah, probably in that time, it's not like you can get everybody to get together in the locker room and make an announcement. So you're just like, I'm sure texting in your big group chat and making calls to maybe the people that you were particularly close to. I'm curious how you kind of make that mind shift from being a leader on a team, like a quarterback is, and always thinking about the group and kind of shifting to, I'm going to think about me. Yeah. That's difficult. I, yeah, it is very difficult um, because on, on my day-to-day, you're thinking about the team. Like, how can I put the team in the best position to win? You're never thinking, how can I put myself in the best position to win? Um, you're thinking about the team, and I think this decision is split half-half. 
the decision was split half half between the team and myself. Uh, for myself, it was more of my long-term goals, um, the, the business that I was starting up and all the work that I put in emotionally, where I was at physically, where I was at. And then the other 50% was do this, does this team deserve somebody better than me? Or am I that guy? And at that time, I didn't feel like I was the guy because I was like, I'm not invested 100%. And in order to win playoffs, in order to win championships, in order to take this team to where it has never been before, you can't have your quarterback or leader be 50% in. Hmm. So I just thought, you know, this team has so much potential. Um, I can't do that to them. But I also can't let myself down because I know if I let this go, if I let my business go, if I let myself emotionally go, I know I won't be happy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like, okay, this decision has to be made, made that decision on taking myself on this. But also in mind, I had the team, I had the team in mind of like, they need somebody that will be all in. Mm-hmm, totally. Like a relationship, like a romantic yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like a, it's like a romantic relationship. Like, do you want to be with somebody that, you know, is 50% invested? Like they're not fully invested into you. And um, that's just my thinking. So talk about, let's talk about your first online business. How did you kind of become passionate about that and get that up and running? Yeah. So it's, um, I have an online marketing company um, in digital marketing. So that started during COVID. Uh, originally started just myself. Now we've grown to a team of 12. We all re- work remote. Um, we are, you know, on track to do over a million dollars in revenue um, this year. So that passion was really built up on, I, I was actually taking marketing classes in my college. And um, at that time I was building my online marketing agency. I was getting mentorship. I was getting coaching and um, it kind of just took off. And a lot of, I realized how much um, businesses really need marketing and how many businesses need the service that I'm providing. So after that, I just became passionate because I was like, this is something that I've built literally from the ground up. And I think a lot of people will feel the same if, you know, if they were to do it too, it's like your first baby. Um, You watch it become born and watch it become like raising the child. So uh, I became super passionate about that. I've now fully transitioned over to business side. I'm, I'm, I'm really big on business, entrepreneurship, real estate. So I think for me, it was, it was just a wake up call when, um, you know, I'm not a hater on school or anything. I know school is super valuable for people that, you know, possibly want to become a lawyer attorney or depending on the field but when it comes to business and marketing um i'm not a big believer in school just because you know i'll I'll give you this perfect example Um, i had my online marketing company already and we were taking online classes and you know i'm taking this class because the requirement for my business um, degree so i asked the marketing teacher i'm like hey you know did you work at a marketing company before or did you do anything towards marketing because i want to pick his brain i think it could help on my business he was like, no, I'm at, I was actually an accountant before, but I'm teaching marketing. And uh, yeah. And I was like, he was like, yeah, tell me what do you do? And I was like, yeah, I just started up this marketing company. It's doing really well. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you could teach a, a, a session or two in the class. And I'm like, people pay for this. And, <laughs> you know, I, I was on scholarship. So I was fortunate enough not to pay for it. And the school is a private, the private school. So mm-hmm. I was like, tuition here is like, 
50, 75 K a year and people are paying for this. So that was a wake up call for me too, that, you know, you don't really know until you ask, um, you don't really know until it has been shown to you. So, um, yeah, I think that's where I kind of got the passion on it. I was like, you know, I can do this myself. Um, I, I I'm a big believer in myself. I have full confidence. I can make things happen. So I think the passion really just, the really just formed, um, off of the business that I, bid, that I was building and seeing something flourish. And how do you feel like, I can kind of sense it already, maybe, how do you feel like your athlete traits have kind of translated, you know, I assume building confidence, um, trust. Yeah. Oh my God. It has translated like very well, just because I think anybody that has a leadership role in a sports team as an athlete will transition very well into business or entrepreneurship because it's the same traits that you need. You need discipline. You need hard work. You need consistency, persistent. You need to learn how to build a team because you can't do all the work yourself. Um, you know, once you start to grow, um, you need to have those leadership skills because everybody is looking for you, looking at you, um, you know, for where we're going to move this company. So it, me being playing quarterback, it's the same thing, but just in a different world. And um, yeah, I'm honestly... That's why I say like my path that I went through and step by step, it has gave me some sort of golden nugget in my life to where it was, I was able to transition to certain phases of my life. Mm -hmm. So what is the ultimate goal for Philip? Oh, that's actually funny because somebody asked, what is my 10 year plan? I know. I'm sure you get that a lot in like business talk. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly, don't know because yeah, I like to plan for the future, but life is so tricky sometimes to where you could wake up tomorrow and there's another pandemic and it just throws you in a totally different direction. But you know, where I see my 10 year plan is to definitely grow um, to an eight figure company, um, invest into a lot more real estate, um, take care of my family, take care of my friends um, and just live a happy life. um, stress-free and travel a lot. I love traveling. And, um, I think it's, it's still, it's still very early for me. I'm, I, I feel like, I still feel like I'm in a totally different world, especially growing up playing football, literally my whole life. And, um, you kind of stop playing football and you're like, wow, like this is reality. Like there's no more 4am workouts. I used to hate it, but I loved walking into the weight room and seeing everybody's crusty eyes, just like barely opening, you know, all your friends, <laughs> And um, it's just different. And now it's, you got to keep yourself accountable. And, you know, I keep the same traits that I do in football. Like I still work out every day. I still set blocks to work. Um, It's not, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. It's, it's still, it's the, it's the real world. And I think um, I'm still figuring it out. Although um, I like to believe I haven't figured it out. You, you really, I really don't. (laughs) Um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, plans and goals. But definitely um, my 10 year plan is just to be kind of set. Um, I, I've, I've told a lot of people this, that I kind of want to sacrifice, you know, my twenties and just put in a lot of freaking work, um, save up, invest. And so that when I reach, you know, 30 to 30, 35, um, I'll kind of be set and, you know, won't have to worry about any, anything. Fire, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, know, I know a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, what's your relationship to football now? Like, did you find yourself having any FOMO when you 
were watching your alma mater play or like hearing about how the team was doing or do you like do you love watching football like what's your relationship to the sport now yeah I actually when uh the season was going on uh last year I was still keeping up with you know how they were doing just because I still have some really great friends that are on the team and I want to see how well they're doing um I don't I wouldn't say I really have FOMO anymore um I think when I first left probably like the first couple of months I did and uh that I mean that happens when you kind of grow up just football all day um I went to uh the track today actually and I was on a running on the football field and I was like dang this is a some memories (laughs) coming up here um but in terms of FOMO I was like you know when I decided that I was gonna leave I was like I'm gonna if I'm leaving I'm gonna leave this behind and I gotta, I gotta know that I'm making the right decision and the, the this decision for me. So I've had, I've kind of left it behind. I don't think I've touched the football um, since the last practice, um, which is crazy to me. But I do watch it. I do watch like the NFL, college sports. But um, yeah, I've, I think I've kind of left that chapter behind and um, just kind of focusing on the next. What's one of the biggest things you learned that like you'd want to pass down? let's say retired athlete looking to get started as an entrepreneur, get started on their own business. Uh, what do you, what do you have to say? Any mistakes you've made that you'd want a, a cautionary tale or. Yeah. Uh, it's, I would say the one thing that I want to leave behind for someone who's kind of retired from sports, wanted to get into entrepreneurship or the business world is that in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of people that maybe don't believe Uh, and you, maybe they don't believe that's the route for you. Maybe they don't think that's a good world to go into. Um, I had a lot of people like that. I had a lot of people tell me, oh yeah, you should, I don't know if that was a good decision leaving school. Like you got to get your degree. And um, sometimes it's from people that are close to you and it makes you feel like, okay, this person doesn't believe in what I have going on, or this person doesn't believe in my decision, you know, capability. So I think, kind of canceling out that noise is really big. And I, and for athletes, like that noise you hear in the stadium is a different noise than you hear of like, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you, you should not, you shouldn't go down this path because you're like, dang, I thought these people supported me. And, um, you know, now I just have to show them. I can't say anything. I just have to show them. So canceling out that noise um, will help you go a lot faster and canceling the noise will also keep give you peace of mind. Um, I'm, I'm really big on making sure that, you know, you, you're, you're, you're taking care of yourself first. I know when I was an athlete, um, it was all grind, 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 strength and conditioning, go to class, go to practice, go to film study, go home, sleep, repeat. Like, when do you have time for yourself? Never. And I think after you, you've retired, you realize like, I have time, a little bit of time now. I can take care of myself. I can go work out when I want. You know, I can go um, travel and enjoy the world. I can go and do this because I remember, you know, my um, later in my career, I was like, there's no time to travel ever. <laughs> I, I can't travel ever because the, the longest break we'll have is three days. And you could probably go to the next state over, but you can't go out of the country. Um, you can't go anywhere. So I think enjoying yourself a little bit now and working hard, canceling the noise out and just believing in yourself is that's the biggest advice I could give.
Perfect. That'll yeah. be a, a great way to end. I yeah. know I remember like my poor parents, like never having spring breaks, winter breaks, because it was always like there's a tournament. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. so what uh, what NFL team do you support? The Broncos? Uh, actually, now I support the Broncos because Russell Wilson is here. So I'm like, all right, I think there's a championship team coming here. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, I work for the Washington Commanders. So if you ever want to play quarterback, you never know when we need. <laughs> oh, nice. What do, you, um, what do you do there? I'm a copywriter, so words. <laughs> oh, wow. So wow. I do a lot of like brand marketing stuff, you know, Facebook ads and whatnot. So, okay. Yeah. So my company, we do a lot of Facebook ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads, Google ads. Um, I do the copywriting myself right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a great uh, skill. I'm sure you're like a Swiss army knife doing it all. <laughs> yeah. I always say media buying, copywriting and sales. You're set. Like if yeah. you can learn those skill set, one, anyone will hire you too. You can honestly do it yourself. Um, but that's, that's really awesome. Do you do copywriting for like, um, just ad campaigns or more of like press? It's I'll do some press, like for the draft, I was writing the stories on the guys we were drafting, you know, like mm -hmm. the 11th pick we chose. Yep. Whatever. Um, sometimes I do the scripts for like hype videos. Yeah. Nice. Um, so it's all over the place. They kind of just, I'm a free agent wherever they need me. <laughs> but <laughs> nice. yeah. Are you, um, do you take charge in the camp ad campaigns? Like, are you running the Facebook ads or are you? Yeah. Well, like our marketing guy will be like, oh, we're doing this paid social campaign. Like, can you come up with copy for this thing? Yep. And Typically just... how it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. <laughs> I like it. I really didn't. I've always been a writer. Like I was history major, not very employable, went to journalism school. Mm -hmm. Journalism is, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's cool to like translate. I mean, I didn't even know that I could use my skills, you know, in copywriting. So. Yeah, absolutely. If you ever need um, any advice or anything on, in terms of like copywriting or ad campaigns, definitely, definitely hit me up. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what you guys are optimizing for, but uh, my lifetime return is an eight to one uh, right now on ad campaigns. And wow. I mean, you have to have decent copywriting skills to totally. bring that type of return. Yeah, totally. Well, that's so cool. I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad we could connect and I'm excited about this episode. I really appreciate again, you taking the time to talk to me. I'm jealous you're in Denver, one of the best <laughs> cities ever. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, great. It was great connecting and I hope, you know, we keep in touch. You too. Yeah. Let's definitely keep in touch. And if you're ever in Denver, uh, let me know. Amazing. All right. Well, good luck with everything. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Talk soon. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.